Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. fine. Good, good. It's been a relatively uneventful week. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, nothing has happened. Nothing has particularly happened in the real world. Nothing has particularly happened in the magic world. Yeah, I, I would agree Which... there. I think it, it kind of feels like, I don't know, the, the past six seven months it's just been non-stop like one thing after the other like whether that Mm -hmm. be some sort of like new magic product some drama in the magic community or like just the horrendous doom spiral of brexit ever drawing closer oh god i've just i've just ignore that at this point yeah yeah but i mean i if i didn't ignore it i could go on like a several hour rant which i don't think this magic the gathering podcast is the place for (laughs) Agreed, (laughs) agreed yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess outside of the world coming to a horrible end um, because of the rise of far-right politics, it's been pretty boring. Like, outside of that, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. It's been a been a fairly quiet week this week. Mm-hmm. Makes for a nice yeah, change, um, I guess, really. Yeah, after, like, just constantly having to think about magic cards and form opinions on magic cards and form opinions on things that have happened in regards <laughs> to magic and listen to everyone else's opinions and all, all of these things um yeah i mean i've, I've played some magic sweet it's in commander that was good nice yeah, my old hog deck is really sweet <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing quite quite as satisfying as putting a um a helm of the host on a thundermore hellkite when you have a panharmonicon in play Ooh, nice yeah, cool. that was really good fun uh that was really sweet uh, play that and then I didn't go to FNM because my partner has been away for a week and she came back on Friday and we got pizza nice <laughs> just definitely um, higher EV than going to FNM right uh, yeah I, I think so definitely like pizza over over most things especially if it was like I don't know modern or something yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like do I want to play Infect or do I want to go get the vegan hot dog pizza from Papa John's Oof, yeah that pizza, <laughs> that pizza wins every time for me it's so good nice. <laughs> it's like the best thing ever uh, <clears throat> but yeah other than that that's pretty much been my week it's been uh, pretty pretty boring how's, how's your week been? yeah it hasn't been too bad um, been playing a bit on Arena over the weekend mm-hmm. just like I don't know woke up with like the, the strange desire to, to try to grind to Mythic I don't know, I don't know oh, where God. it's come from just kind of woke that's up that's unfortunate yeah woke up on, a, on Saturday morning was like I'm gonna grind to Mythic. Here's a, a a nice blue white flyers list. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Best of one Mythic. Let's go. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? I mean, that seems like a very strange thing for you to be doing. Yeah. This is not the kind of thing you normally do. No, it really doesn't. I, uh, I think I think it's I think it's because I've been really enjoying playing standard at the moment, but I haven't been mm-hmm. able to sort of get out to any sort of paper standard events. Uh, sure. and yeah, I just like the the convenience. Is, you can't really deny how good the convenience is with uh, with Arena and just like the speed of games that you get with Best of One, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you are playing like a like a really fast aggressive deck as well. Sure. I don't know. I'm kind of kind of enjoying this bit of a, a change of pace. Oh yeah, I've been playing some some on a blue. Nice. Um, because you know I, I was playing that for a while while it was actually good, and then War of the Spark came out and it just became terrible. <laughs> but. Um, then when Autumn Birchard puts up an article saying it's really good again, <laughs> you definitely pick up the deck. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'm still like bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so it's why I didn't mention it when I said about the magic I've been playing this week because it was like three games. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arena's convenient, but it's also not why I play Magic. Yeah, that that that's fair. It's uh, 
I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I've definitely been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Um, I think a lot of it is because that the deck that I'm playing is very different to something that I would usually play. So it's nice just to kind of like have a bit of a fresh feel. Yeah, watching you watching you play games over Skype uh, of Arena without casting Teferi Hero of Dominaria has been very strange for me. Yeah, definitely. It's like, <laughs> it's like the card you cast <laughs> almost. It was like talking to like a few of the players at like the Core 2020 pre-release. I was talking about standard there, and like it's pretty much just like oh well, every every deck that I want to build now just starts with like four to fairy Hero of Dominaria, four to fairy Time Raveler, two Narset. That's how I start every deck now. <laughs> I mean, that sounds very much in character for you, and very much sort of correct for the format. Yeah. But this uh, best of one is like a obviously completely different thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I figure, like we'd assumed, I guess, when all of this talk about best of one sort of first happened, like you, you, you're kind of rewarded for going aggro, and I, I a don't want to play mono red, and b don't really own enough wild cards to to finish mono red on arena. Uh, still, like a couple of like rares that I would need. Whereas, like the the blue white fires deck is just a lot of commons and uncommons mostly. Yeah, so you'll just have those. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I did get that, that that fun little alert, alert from Arena, being like uh, when because I had to craft a couple of cards for the Mono Blue deck, like I mean, like lookouts dispersals that I didn't have. Yeah, uh, like some uncommons. They were like, "Are you sure you want to craft these cards? They rotate in the fall." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I still have several months to play these cards." Yeah, same thing happened with me. I was getting some like healers, hawks, or something. And it was like, "Would you like to use four of your forty-six common car- common wild <laughs> yeah. cards?" <So>, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have some to spare. Yeah. Yeah, so because I, I draft like four times and I just have the, the entire set of, of commons, so like I'm, I'm fine with using some, some wild cards that I don't ever need to use. Oh, I, I still just I just, still just wish there was a way to trade wild cards, like just really bad. Yes, if you could that's just, what we all wish. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it like ever though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we did t- touch on it briefly last week, I guess, but like the whole mm-hmm. the whole kind of mic- microtransaction thing just kind of like annoys me still. And it's, it's, it's further, further proof that they're never going to add any sort of trading system into the game because they know fine well people are willing to spend $25 on cosmetic items that don't affect gameplay. Yeah, of course. Well, of course people are. Because like, people have... If people have the money to just play, play like a random game on the computer, they also have money to waste on absolute crap. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you implement a training system or like some kind of dusting system or an ability to trade wild cards into other wild cards, you'll be less incentivized to spend loads of money on packs. Yeah, because I mean, <clears throat> the the way to play arena efficiently is, you know, draft and win as much as you can to get the cards that you need, and then you put that back into drafts and stuff like that, so you can open the cards. Yeah, but people don't have time for that so they're willing to just spend $90 on some packs on Arena yeah just open still definitely holds true that the the most powerful card in Magic Arena is the credit card nice (laughs) yeah it's been fun though it's been a a nice change Uh, I Mm -hmm. I'm loving Corset 2020 though I think it's just the impact that that's had on Standard as a whole I think is something that's been been fantastic and it definitely is not something that I'm, I'm used to when we, we see a core set appear yeah it really doesn't feel like it still doesn't feel like a core set like yeah. I, I think I said that before but like it still doesn't feel like a core set like it feels like a core set in terms of like flavour where we're like all over loads of different planes and stuff like that and you know there's no specific theme to the um, to the lore or whatever but yeah, in but... terms of actual physical cards like it feels it it doesn't feel like the power down core set that we're normally used to 
Yeah, we we've had no story at all, which is which has been a real shame, I think. Really, um, I know that's something that I always look forward to. I mean, I think my enjoyment of the story, I think, sort of diminished a lot with um, what happened, or I guess what didn't happen in regards to like the Ravnica storyline and how that the whole thing was just mismanaged horrendously. Yes, but prior to that, like reading the story every week was something I really really look forward to. And even like at times when I didn't necessarily enjoy it so much, like the the last corset story, it was still cool just to get a story. But for this corset, I, we have yeah. like nothing. I mean, I thought the last corset story was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it got better as it went on, definitely. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, it took me a little while to get into it, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's a, that's annoying. But at least you've got loads of cool, new cool new cool cards to play with. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I think it's great. Really enjoying to see all the, the shake-ups in Standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my interaction with M20 so far has uh, has more exclusively been buying cards for Commander X. <laughs> nice. But yes, yes, the the impact it's had on Standard. That's <laughs> I'm definitely clued up on that as well. Also, as an aside, is it actually called M20? Uh, it is It is Corset 2020, I believe is the, uh, the official name. It's officially Corset 2020, it's not M20. Because I've heard no one call it M20, but like... You know, M12, M13, M14, they were all a thing, right? It was actually what they were called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why isn't this called M20? Why is it called Corset 2020? Uh, I guess because the last one was called Core... No, the last one was just Core 2019. Okay, I'll rephrase my question. This this one is officially titled Corset 2020. The last one was Core 2019. And then before that, the last one was... It was Magic 2015. (laughs) Why is it being so inconsistent? I mean, that's so strange. Do you, do you need to ask this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, why are Wizards of the Coast being so inconsistent with their branding and their marketing? I, I couldn't, I couldn't begin to fathom the reasoning behind that. Uh, I mean, I guess part of the reason is it's what they always do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess you've got to be consistent in that in that sense. They're being consistent by being inconsistent. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I just thought it was weird. I've not heard anyone refer to it as, M- as M20, and I guess that's because it's not officially called M20. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, same. I haven't heard anybody call it M20. Uh, like, flip side, they also like can't call it like C20 for like Core 20 because like the commander products are like C, like C16, C17. Like this year's will be like C19, I guess. Yes, it will. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Could you knowing things about commander things? <laughs> yeah, so it, it definitely feels odd that it's uh, it's core set twenty twenty, not M twenty. Mm-hmm. Like despite yeah, the fact the, sem- the set symbol is M twenty. Yes, that's that's just what I thought was weird. Mm, no, very and, strange. And that, that, like the combination of that did it not really feeling like a traditional core set. Yeah, you know, it just feels very strange to me. Yeah, agreed. It's definitely something that. I hadn't really picked on fully, but yeah, now, I, now I'm thinking about it, it is defi- definitely yeah. odd. I mean, it's the kind of thing that pedants like me pick on, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that actually matters or is in any way important, or should in any way elicit some kind of discussion on a podcast, <laughs> but I thought I'd bring it up just as a talking point. Oh, it's interesting, definitely. But yeah, uh, just the, the impact on Standard, I think, is is absolutely fantastic, and it just seems to be with like every set that's being released, we're seeing more and more changes and bigger changes and new decks and shake-ups of metagames and I feel like before the set released, there was like a lot of the cards I was looking at were just kind of like, oh, this is a cool card, this fits into a sideboard, or oh, maybe this might be like the card, like Soren, for example, might be the card that makes vampires a playable deck, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah i think as I say as time's gone on, like the set's only been out like officially four days or something ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> although it but, I mean, feels that's... like it's been been a month at this point, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, with the like um, the content creators and stuff having a, the early access streams, you see the cards loads and loads and loads, mm-hmm. and then like the boxes being on sale at pre-release, and people on Twitter brewing and constantly like testing these cards out and stuff. It feels like the set's out a lot longer before yeah, like, it actually is. The pre-release was three weeks ago. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just see all these cards, and I guess that's it's part of like the, the spoiler season being so short as well. You just yeah. saw all the cards in one go, and then and then you just have so much time to for them to just be out. And, digest them, yeah. Yeah, which is nice. It's nice to have time to digest cards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, side note, any listeners uh, who may be tempted to eat the cards, please do not eat the cards. <laughs> What if you're hungry? There are certainly better things to eat than, than the cards. Certainly worse things to eat than cards. That is true. That is true. Have you ever eaten a, have you ever eaten a magic card? Uh, no, and I, I don't intend to. Why Why not? I, I mean, it can't be good for you, right? I mean, it can't be any worse than the rest of the stuff I put in my body. I mean, speak for yourself, I guess. <laughs> it's fibre. <laughs> never, you've never eaten them. Isn't that just sort of like a thing that magic players have done in their life, like eating a magic card? Uh, maybe the magic players you've played with. <laughs> I just I don't know I think I was just like I don't know proving a point in a draft or something or like oh this card's terrible I'll prove how terrible it is ha 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 got you no <laughs> I can't say I've ever done that <laughs> yeah I've definitely eaten a magic card it's not good but I mean it's you know sweet it's well, I'll, sweet. I'll, I'll, yes, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> I mean, if ever, if, I mean, if I'm ever really hungry, I've got a massive stack of magic cards I can just start eating. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, probably a pretty pretty terrible investment eating them, I think, but whatever. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> suggesting you eat jewel lands. <laughs> I was suggesting you, like, have, a, like, some, you know, draft commons and stuff that you need a snack on. Like, don't don't eat your badlands. <laughs> okay. Where did so, this conversation so, start? I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, standard, right? Oh yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so I I just think like the changes are fantastic. We've seen like a good handful of like brand new decks emerge. Essentially, uh, you've got like things like Simic Flash, which seems to be doing pretty well. Um, at least like what I've seen uh, on sort of streams online on uh, Magic Online and Magic Arena. Uh, it's taken advantage of some of the new cards like Spectral Sailor, just like the new. Spirit Pirate with Flash, and mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cutthroat, the the new Merfolk with Flash as well. Yep. Uh, Nightpack Ambusher, the new Wolf, is seeing play in that as well, and good old Frilled, Frilled Mystic is finally seeing some play. I thought we're seeing some play, just in bad decks. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's quite a popular deck. It's uh, mm-hmm. taking hold of the meta a little bit, which is cool. Uh, we've seen yep. Jun dinosaurs, like dinosaurs, finally get to be a deck just before Ixlan rotates out. Yeah, my favorite thing about that deck is it's just dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no being fancy. There's no like trying to like squeeze in other cards and try and like you know make it an actual deck. It's just like just play some dinosaurs and kill kill our opponent with dinosaurs. Yeah, we're gonna play this a load right. of dinosaurs and then we're gonna play commune with dinosaurs to help us find those yeah. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just everything is a dinosaur. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think the it's just the the combination of like marauding raptor and like any other dinosaur is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. that card is, is great. Two mana, two three cre- creature spells. You cast you cast cost one less to cast. Yeah, that's fantastic. pretty good. Yeah, 
uh, rotting regisauces and playing that as, that as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, shifting ceratops as well. Yeah, that card's just really good. Yeah. I think the fact that that card lines up so well against specifically Teferi, yeah. uh, Little Teferi, is, is one of the reasons it's it's so good. Um, protection from blue is good. Yeah, can't be counted as protection from blue. And you can, yeah, drop it on like turn five and give it haste. Yeah, just immediately kill a planeswalker. Yeah. It's a really sweet card. I'm fan of that one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, briefly mentioned uh, a second ago, but uh, also Vampires is something that is, is also is really cool. It's really good, right? It's. I feel like it's probably. I mean, we're very early on. We're like, you know, we've we've had the first tournament of of the. We're still in the first week of this format, technically. Yeah. Um. But I think that's probably contender for best deck in the format. It, it's up there. It's it's definitely in the conversation. I think. Um. Yeah. I I think. As far as kind of like, tribal decks go, I think like, or what we've done, we would traditionally think of as tribal decks. I think it's certainly the best one. So that, yeah, Knight of the Year and Legion is, is just such a good card. It really is. I think the thing is, and then Sorin's also just a very, very good. Yep, Sorin is I, fantastic. Both Sorin's are pretty good, really. I think Sorin is probably the best card in... the best Planeswalker in M20, I would say. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with, with you there. Definitely. And obviously that, that, that statement won't be true in six months' time. I think in six months' time it will probably be unplayable. Yeah. Um, but I think currently it's the, it's the best Planeswalker in the set. Um... It yeah. just had so much to the vampire deck. I think Sorin in this set does what Liliana wanted to do in the last set, but it just yeah, wasn't yeah. quite quite there. Well, the uh, what's that card called? That's how good it was. I exactly. Can't yeah, the three mana. Untouched one. by death. Is it unt- yeah, I think it was Liliana untouched by death. Something like that. The one that yeah, really the- cares about zombies. Yeah, the one when it like spiked to twenty dollars for like a day, and then people tried to play the deck, which is like this is just garbage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Untouched by death. That's the one. But yeah, it turns out Sorin's actually good because the rest of the vampires are also actually good. Yeah. Um, yes, that's that's a sweet one. Yeah, liking that one a lot. Uh, also seeing uh, Haunt of Hightower, which was the Guild of Ravnica buy box promo. Seeing some play in that deck as well. Uh, Ravnica Allegiance buy box. Promo. Ravnica Allegiance. Ah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> you should know. know this. Thing. It's not Nexus of Fate. We're like, <laughs> and the it's not like we've had to one. care about it up until now. The Guilds of Ravica one was Impervious Great Worm. Oh, yeah. I forgot that card existed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's with one with the um, Selesnia watermark on it. Yeah. That's oh, seeing yeah. no play anywhere. Yeah. It's not even good enough to uh, discard to a Nourishing Shoal because I'll talk for Home Worms just better. <laughs> it's just a sad card. It's a very sad card. <laughs> Cool. Next up, we've got Teema Elementals, which mm-hmm. this is the this is this is the big one in my eyes. I think um, big addition to this this Teema strategies we've got um, we have Leafkin Druid. So it's one and a green for a zero three Elemental Druid. You can tap it to add green, or if you control four or more creatures, add green green instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Risen Reef, which is one green blue. It's a one one Elemental. When Risen Reef or another Elemental enters a battlefield under your control. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it on the battlefield tapped. If you don't, put that card on the battlefield, put it in your hand. Wow, that's the first time we've ever heard of that card. No one has ever talked about it before. Yeah, Risen Reef is there. That's what anyone's talking about. It's so good. It's, like, ridiculously good. Um, so, I guess, right, before you go on your rant about Risen Reef... Sure. We should we should finish the rest of the standard we should. standard decks. And before we finish that, I would like to mention the sweet deck I saw 
the team of Delver deck that was playing Risen Reef and then casting Young Pyromancer. Ooh, nice. <laughs> just yeah. cast, cast upon them, make an elemental, and then do a Coiling Oracle effect. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was particularly good, but I think it, that, that deck was ba- basically held together by Force of Will plus Red Insects. Yeah. But <laughs> Risen Reef seeing playing Legacy. It's blue. Pictures the Force of Will. <laughs> it passes the test. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, the other cards we have in that deck, which are new, are Omnath, Locus of the Royal. Mm. Which, yeah, combining that with your Risen Reef and your Leafkin Druid is fantastic. Yeah. And then, sort of heading up the top end of that deck, we've got Cavalier of, of Thorns as well, mm. which again in itself is an elemental as well as being a knight. Yes. Uh, seeing quite a few lists playing at least one copy of Mass Manipulation in the main board as well for this this deck. Yeah, because I guess you get to you get the lands right. Yeah, like yeah, you get the lands very four. very quickly with your Risen Reef and yeah. Uh, your Paradise Druid allows you to tap for blue as well, and yep. you can just—it's just very good against like any deck that plays Planeswalkers, or it's really good in yeah. an era match as well. You just take all their creatures, like yep. and take your opponent's Risen Reef, and then play Leafkin Druid and draw two cards. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> seems great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a sweet deck. Yeah, um, I still think Vampires is slightly better, um, just to be able to kill quicker, but like. Yeah, elementals is certainly a deck. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might just be be my favourite one. I think like it's not one that I. I don't think it's it's one that I would play myself. But I, I think elementals might just be the best deck. But then we also have, do have the, the deck that I've been playing, which is the uh, the blue white flyers, mm-hmm. Azorius flyers, um, which is it's really cool just to see like I don't, yeah, just a lot of one drops and. Uh, favorable wins doing some work. Yeah, favorable wins is a card that's always sort of been on the cusp. Yeah, of playability, and I think we just have now have a density of like blue white flyers yeah. that, that makes that card actually like desirable. Exactly, I think it's, it's finally nice. finally time. So yeah, the new addition is obviously Fairy Miscreant, which is is great. Uh, Spectral Sailor, that one mana one one flash for flying. And uh, mm-hmm. Empyrean Eagle, which is is great. Uh, so three mana two three with flyer. Uh, other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one. Hanged Executioner, which is three mana for two one one flyers essentially, and then also has an ability which is three and a white exile it to exile target creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, where we're seeing Winged Words, which is like the divination that costs two if you have a flyer. Yep. Uh, we're seeing Saf- uh, Safara Skies Blade as well, which is is pretty good in the deck. Uh, it's 7 mana for a 7-7 seven, seven, uh, legendary creature, it's an angel uh, it has flying and lifelink and other creatures you control with flying have indestructible yep but like you never cast it for 7 mana ever, because it has another ability which is you may pay 1 white mana and tap 4 untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay the spell's mana cost yep so yeah, I've seen like multiple games I've, I've just played it on turn 3 and then like that's it, like you just kill your opponent on turn 4 yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's pretty good. It like it, it almost feels like playing this deck almost feels like kind of splitting a twin at times because between like a big card like Safara coming down on turn three, you've got like Rally of Wings as well, which is the mm-hmm. uh, one white for an instant, untap all creatures you control, creatures you control are flying, get plus two plus two until end of turn. So it, it's almost just like out of nowhere. If like if your opponent hasn't got anything to block a creature in the sky or kill a creature, you'll swing in with like. 
say like three one ones and then play two volley of wings on them and then that that's it that's lethal I've been winning a lot on like turn four and turn five quite consistently I think there's a lot to be said about people not understanding how that deck wins yeah agreed because it it looks just like like a collection of bad creatures you're just putting into play that kill your opponent eventually and then you play a favorable wins and yeah. it, it you know increases the clock but then you just have this kill of just pump spells where you just suddenly die yeah definitely uh, I, I think it's it is one that you're right like I think as time goes on people will understand how to play against it a little better mm-hmm. but I, I think the same can be said for, for other decks as well like the Simic Flash deck for example and yeah like maybe even like the Vampires deck like knowing like when to like go after the Sauron or when to just, just attack the opponent yep. and also like just not blocking the uh, the Knight of the UN Legion because they are going to pump it yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so Riz and Rifei. Well, you've forgotten two other decks. Yeah. So there's Mono Blue. It's got some cards. It's still a deck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got the Spectral Sailor. That is true. Which is really good. Because, like, being able to hold up Swell Pierce and then casting that instead is really good. Yeah. And then also it draws cards, which is very important. And it also likes to wear a Curious Obsession. Yeah. And, like, the sideboard Cerulean Drakes. Yeah, like, Cerulean, yeah mon- Cerulean Drake is, is pretty good. Yeah, the mono-red matchup is just, like, very difficult to win. Yeah. And this just makes it, like, a joke if you resolve this card. <laughs> um, it's really sweet. I just, like, uh, it, it's it's put up some results, and I've been playing it, and it's been very, very good. Yeah, I, I do think it is it is very good still. Um, have you been playing mm-hmm. it with the Brownborn Cutthroat? No. No. Cool. That's some of the lists I've been seeing that have been doing well playing. Uh, like four Siren Storm Tamer, four Spectral Sailor, four Brian Born Cutthroat, four Merfolk Trickster, and four Tempest Chain as your creature package. So they've just gotten rid of, of Terramander. Well, that is something it's, it's still got two Terramanders. Okay. It's the list it's the list that Orton put up, and I trust their opinion. Ah, yeah, <laughs> so. that is, yeah. <laughs> that's probably correct. Yeah, it's also it also got to the finals of the SCG Open this past weekend. Yeah. In, in the hands of Rosemary. Um and speaking of that there's also the mono red deck right yep mono red still very very much a thing still yeah, very with, good um, yeah with the addition of uh, Chandra Spitfire yeah which is a, a nice reprint it's a really sweet card for the red decks and Ember Holder yeah which when I look at Ember Holder I'm like this card can't be good right uh, it, it doesn't it just is good enough yeah it, it's one of those cards that I guess is just better than it looks it, it fills the yeah, role yeah. nicely Mm-hmm. It it's that yeah like that that secondary like I mean the ability on it really like it's you know it's what makes fanatical firebrand so good in a pinch like the fact that you can just sack it and deal a damage rather than like trying to get past their blockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a yeah, well, it's it's a new edition. It's it's playing four of those. So yeah, um, yeah, it's we still that I guess like you know first week of the format just register lightning strike right? Yeah, so sure. tried true strategy yeah sweet uh, so it gets a lot in the sideboard as well like you can play fry which is obviously a big game against a fairy that i didn't have before yeah. um playing like chandra acolyte of flame in the sideboard as well also seems like, like quite a good idea mm-hmm. yeah they're like you know any of the chandras yeah any of the any of the 17 chandras that are currently standard legal <laughs> <laughs> oh, it certainly feels that way to be honest it really does i mean it's i mean it's four right uh there's five, five, five six six four five so there's, there's yeah, there's the four from M twenty or core twenty twenty core set. Uh, don't 20. no, there's three in M twenty. Don't 
Don't do this. Planeswalker deck is also standard legal. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> but it's not playable. <laughs> sure. Okay. So in which case, five because yeah. there's also fire artisan from War of Spark, right? Spark. Yeah, that is correct. That's the only other standard legal charger. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no. Like, so stupid. It's not true. Oh, it's it's yeah, that yeah, awful sure. point of the air as well, where we've got like like a ridiculous number of sets in standard, and uh, yeah, just can't yeah, wait for yeah. rotation at this point, to be honest. Yeah. So five, seventeen, similar numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, Chandra. So, Risen Reef A. Yep, I'm gonna be the one uh, to take on the mantle of Hot Take Solly this week, I guess. Yeah, I will absolutely pass that baton to you. Yeah, I think that Risen Reef should just be banned in best of one standard on Arena. That's a hell of a hot take. Yeah, going in all guns blazing. <laughs> it's. I think it's. It's just. It's just a little bit too good. Um. Okay, so a three mana one one. Yep, an uncommon in the most recent standard set that has been legal on Arena for just over a week. Yep, is too good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to need you to tell me more. Sure, it's it's just the the ridiculous advantage that it can just just generate like so fast. It like almost just snowballs out of nowhere. Like, uh, I mean. I'm very much aware that confirmation bias is a thing, but mm-hmm. so many games just happen, like in Best of One Arena, where they go turn one Nano War Elves into like turn two Risen Reef, and mm-hmm. like turn three they'll play an Omnath, and that's it. Like you just you can't get get back from there because like the you just get rewarded so well like so well for playing other elementals with like both Omnath and Risen Reef. Sure, and I think the it's just the card advantage that it generates like at the worst it's going to be like a two for one like always mm-hmm. which I don't know it, it's it's not like it's particularly like kind of format warping or like you've got to be like putting a certain like card in your deck to be ready for it, it I think it's just on raw power level alone I think it it might just be too much for best of one standard to handle Um, sure I can see that I think there's certainly answers to it. I think the, the thing is one of the things with Risen Reef is it, it's, it doesn't, it's not just good in the Elementals deck. Yeah. Like, obviously it's it's much better there and you should play Elementals in your deck playing Risen Reef but just playing four Risen Reefs, there's just there's just a certain level of value intrinsic into that. Yeah. That makes it very, very powerful. Um, I don't think it should be banned. Honestly. <sighs> I, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's fine in best of three mm-hmm. because of the way that plays slightly differently but i yeah i think like when you look at it in like specifically like the the elemental i guess let's say like the elementals tribal deck so the one that's playing like creeping trailblazer and like living twister and stuff like overgrowth elemental like i think it's it's obviously ridiculously good in that deck and just helps you like helps you ramp to like six mana chandra like so much faster than than that deck kind of typically would Mm -hmm. mm-hmm but then it also does play into like the you sort of typical Teemo deck with your Lanamore Elves, with your Hydroid Kratos, with your Nisses uh, Who Shake the World as well. So yeah, I, sure, but I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of two different versions of the deck. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's like the version playing like Hydroid Kratos and Mass Manipulation and non Chandra Planeswalkers, and then there's just the sort of straight up everything here is an Elemental or a Chandra. Yeah. Or a removal spell, um, but yeah, like it does, it does just create a lot of advantage. And like, 
the fact that you'll just have so many lands in play means you can just top deck a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think, like, I don't think there's anything else like it in the format. I, I think the only the only card I would probably compare it to, again, like I'd say, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's also a consideration for a banning and best of one would just be, like, Teferi Time Roller. Oh, I want to, I, I, um, Far more on board with the ban with banning Teferi and Best of One than I am with Risen Reef and Best of One. Yeah, I think because it's just it creates so many. Just you can't do anything. Just unplayable like, cards for sure. Yeah, unplayable strategies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think I, I think I might actually be in favour of of banning the two of them in Best of One. Mm. I think this problem. I think the problem with that is it just it just becomes so much. Unlike standard, because yeah. I guess the point, the point of best one is it's still meant to be like some kind of version of standard, right? Like it's still, it's standard, but you're not playing three matches, so, three games in a match. Sorry, yeah. so it's it, at that point if you're banning two of the best cards in the format, because I think Risen Reef is probably the best card <laughs> in that set, honestly. Um, yeah, I I think I might agree. To be honest, it's, like, it's 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 an absurd magic card, um, but if you're just banning the best card and that's it, and then probably the best card from War of the Spark, then like it just becomes so unlike standard that it's just not worth playing best of one to actually, like you have to have them both be similar. Yeah, and like they're not they're not the same. Like you say, like they do play differently, and like obviously, sideboard makes a huge difference. And I also think best of one is just crap, and you shouldn't play it unless you're trying to like grind. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's like but, do. You- do you, like I guess what what's your goal? Is your goal to to qualify for high level magic events? Then, then yes, like objectively you, you should play best of one arena standard. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like. I don't. I, I don't think banning it is a good idea. I can see where you're coming from. But I just think like the, the format evolves, right? And like it's not it's not a feel bad card. It's just a very powerful card. Yeah, and I think if we because like. Nexus of Fate isn't the best card in standard, right? Oh yeah, no, there is a it's there is a time. Just, it's just a mistake. On so it's just many obnoxious. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just obnoxious, um, and that's why it's banned the best of one because it was just obnoxious and it's difficult to deal with. Like Risen Reef, which is similar with Teferi. Like Teferi is obnoxious and difficult to deal with in best of one. Yeah, but Risen Reef is. I mean, you play a Kaya's Wrath or play some pointed removal spells or you know have other creatures will have bigger creatures like yeah like sure like dice to removal but it's it's always uh, at the worst it's just going to be two for one always which yeah but i, I mean, mean that's that's, 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 that's fine. fine it's fine and i think that's fine in like most cases but when i don't know I feel, I feel like maybe maybe it's just bias from like seeing it so much like over this weekend and just mm-hmm, seeing yeah, like think... not even not even like losing to it like that much but just see, seeing like like multiple games where like your opponent your opponent will draw like seven cards off it over over like two turns it's it, it's like nothing else we've we've seen for, for quite some time to be honest yeah sure but then if they try and go off and they have a reason even playing you just lightning strike it and i'm aware like the dice room of argument is kind of stupid and kind of outdated but still like it's not like people aren't playing lightning strike or shark or disfigure or whatever what have you like I mean, what, I, mean, ways of- I mean nobody's playing disfigure but yeah sure I mean, it should be. Yeah, they should absolutely be playing Disfigure. Disfigure is a very good card. We'll see. I think it's probably just better than um, Moment of Craving. Like holding at one mana is a lot better than holding at two mana. Yeah, and like life gain is important, but like I think I think Disfigure is is a sleeper, and people like I think it's it's interesting because Disfigure isn't the most exciting card. 
right? Because it's a reprint we've seen before, yeah. and we have similar effects in, in like Moment of Craving. But yeah, like, I, I, I just think it's it's a very good card. It, I, I do agree that it's a good card, definitely. I just, just don't think it's time as yet. I think after rotation happens, it'll see a lot of play, but I, I don't think it's required just yet. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, I think it's okay. But yeah, you can still you can kill a Rhythm Reef. Um, like it's at the end of the day, it's just an efficient creature deck with a lot of value. Yeah. And like we've had decks like that before. Like Vampires is similar. Like it's an efficient creature deck with some va- like much less value. It like it it trades off value for explosiveness. Um, that doesn't sound right. Explosiveness. <laughs> is that that's the right term I'm looking for? Right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Explosivity. I I what mean, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, sacrifice value for that, right? Um, and there's, there's ways of being just, just you know, playing a Kyra's Wrath or something like that is is just fine, or playing a cleansing or whatever the hell you're playing to beat creature decks. Like if, you, if you're if you're not able to beat creature decks, then you shouldn't be playing standard <laughs> because it's just it's just how the thing how the how the format goes. It's just the thing. It's like so if you're playing against like mono blue, or you're playing against the blue white flyers, or you're playing against like. Um, the vampires or whatever it's just that when you cast your kaya's wrath they are very unable to um, to rebuild because they have no cards in hand and they have fewer lands in play yeah whereas when you kaya's wrath the elementals deck they have seven cards in hand and they have a hundred lands in play yeah so i can understand it from that point is that, like there's often times where like the first wrath will like be near backbreaking for your opponent and the second wrath wins you the game yeah because elementals that isn't the case anymore and i think that's fine i think it's less it's fine for a creature deck to be resilient because it's it's still it's it still falls to that stuff but then it just has some game afterwards and i think that's that's a fine place for a creature deck in the format to be um it's just the fact yeah, that it's, I, it just, I, I just feel like like the deck does i mean in particular in in, in best of one like in in like good old standard like i don't think it's too much of a problem at all but i i do specifically think in best of one it's just it's just a little too good um, sure. It, it just it it has everything. It does everything, and it does everything well. Um. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like between like Risen Reef, like drawing your cards and ramping your, um, you know, Leaf Druid, just being that, filling that sort of Lana War Elves role or whatever. Like Living Twister, being a ridiculous value card. Omnath again, like doing like ridiculous damage, and then mm. it also gets to play like Nissus and Chandra's as well. Yeah. 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 And that Cav- yeah, Cavalier of Thorns, like, so yeah, that's a card. It's just, it's the thing. It's like, it's just a good deck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's a good it, deck that happens to be built around one card. Like, the reason that deck is so good is because of Risen Reef specifically. It's the glue that holds that deck together, really. Um, so, I don't know. I, I find it hard to call for. It. Like, the best of one just sucks. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like, magic. That's my problem. Uh, it, it's it is. I, I agree that it is terrible, but it is also necessary. Unfortunate, unfortunately, like Wizards of the Coast deem deem it necessary. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, I think we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah, I know. Which is I, know I mean, I'm, I'm, I am I am very aware that it is it is a hot take that's more sort of based on you know an emotional or gut reaction to to seeing the card rather than like you know actual actual real data. Given that you know the set's been out for four days, but I do think that is one to watch. Who knows whether it'll be a, a problem after after rotation? Like I, I don't know if it will be, but I, I, th- I think I think it's certainly worth keeping an eye on at the moment. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it's just weird to be in a position where we uh, agree to disagree because normally we just agree. <laughs> sure, it's the beauty sure. of this podcast where we just agree with each other the entire time. We we create a, 
uh, laugh-wing liberal echo chamber, which is the dream. Yeah. But about magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a shame. Cool. Yeah, sure. I, I, I like... I like what you have in hot takes. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like they're, they're never quite as scorching as yours, but you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, but my hot takes are normally just everyone's an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's hard to get as scorching takes as that. Whereas yours is like, I have uh, an interesting and well thought out opinion about a magic card, and I'm just like, you're all idiots. Like <laughs> it's hard to match that. I don't know about well thought out. I, I just think like. <laughs> I just think Risen Reef's just a little bit too good. I think it's fine to have good cards. I think it's good to have good cards, but I just think it's a little bit too good. It it feels it feels like like it's an obvious comparison, but it does feel feels very similar to the just like the advantage that you would get when you played like the energy deck back in in that standard. Yeah, sure, I understand that. Um, I think. I think if Risen Reef is a blue-black card, you would not be having this this conversation. <laughs> I think you'd be totally on board with it because you'd just be playing four copies of it. Yeah, I mean, there was... <laughs> I just hate it because it's green, fine, sure. <laughs> there, there, there was a moment uh, I was discussing it with, with, a, with a friend, um, and again, they were very much like, no, it's, it's just a hot take, and I was like, kind of like... I guess, like, maybe this is just how, like, everybody else feels when they see a Teferi at the board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just like, this is magic as, as it was intended to be played, and this is pure and honest magic. Everyone's just like, you're being an ass. Stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop thought erasing me in my upkeep. Like, <laughs> Exactly. You're just like, no, this is fair and balanced interactive magic. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else just hates it. So someone plays, like, an efficient green creature, and you're like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see. This is why I don't agree with you because it's an efficient green creature. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean that was a discussion. Yeah, for sure. It's always good. It's yeah. always good fun. I, I think, like we said, it has been a, a bit of a, a bit of a quiet week as far as you know the usual drama in the magic community or like perpetual spoiler season. So it mm-hmm. definitely feels odd. Like it, like it does feel like we've been in preview season for the past six months, and now we don't really have any previews. It yeah, it all feels very odd. It's something I I'm not used to. I haven't seen a magic card this week that I've never seen before. Um, <laughs> Currently, that's a unique experience to have. So yeah, used to every, I, I don't like, know if I have either. I was thinking, I'm used to like every day being like, oh, I've never seen this card before. That's interesting. I'll think about this. And I'm just like, oh, I've seen all these cards before. That's nice. <laughs> I just get to like devote my brain space to something else. Yeah, it's like like the only the only magic card this week that, that I've seen that I've never that I had never seen before was one that I was I was aware of, which was the uh, the misprint uh, Pokemon test prints, which uh, is the I think it's a foil Blastoise on the front and then a magic back on the back. Ooh, that's sweet. Yeah, I'll send you the pics of those of that one later. Yeah, they're really cool. Sweet. However, oh, mm-hmm. it is almost preview season once again. Is it? We do have San Diego Comic Con this week. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, so Magic has a presence at San Diego Comic Con. Um, most years, it's just like like a panel with Mark Rosewater where he'll like he'll talk about um, do like a like a sort of live blogger talk Q and A or do like a live drive to work or just talk about kind of like game design and lessons that he's learned from making magic and stuff and mm-hmm. they're usually like fairly decent reads or fairly decent watches but nothing nothing too exciting mm-hmm. this year slightly different um, Mark is going to have a blogger dog panel this year but he has mm-hmm. said that the, the fall 2019 set will be announced the one that is codenamed Archery that we've been waiting for for so long to find out what it is excellent yeah so he said 
Uh, after War of the Spark comes Corset 2020, and in October we're going to be visiting a brand new plane. Uh, I can't tell you anything about it yet as we're a little too far out from it, but I can say it's a set I've been trying to get us to do for over a decade. I'm really excited about how it turned out. So that is all we know about archery currently. I mean, we know it's going to be Kaldheim, right? I hope so. I really hope so. I really I hope my, uh, my foil snow-covered mountain spike price. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's something that I think a lot of people have have kind of been hoping for, or sort of wishing for a little while now. And I know there are not quite hints, but like kind of like things you can work out, like what what it could be. I know one of the things that that has been quite popular uh, for like hints towards like future sets, or like the like the the brackets that Mark Rosewater posts on his on his uh, blogger dog page, his, his Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he like runs down like themes for like planes and I know there's there's one that's always been on there which is like a like a Norse plane or like a Viking plane that is or it, it always gets like a lot of votes in all of these like polls and brackets and everybody always you know really wants to wants to go to like a Viking plane but it is something that they haven't done yet so I I really hope and I I wouldn't be surprised at this point if if it is Cal time that we're going to uh, in October. I mean, that's sort of like the only things they haven't done yet, right? So another thing that they haven't done that I feel mm-hmm. fits into the category of something that they've been trying to do for over a decade uh, would be a crossover with Dungeons & Dragons. Ugh. So if they did if they did like a Forgotten Realms set, I think that's something that is, is certainly an interesting space they could explore and something that I can imagine they've probably been trying to do for a long time. I mean, it would make sense, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like they did the the Ravnica uh, sort of physical book, I guess, like world supplement uh, last year for for Dungeons and Dragons, and they've they've done a few, a few sort of tie-in sort of one shots and world scenarios uh, for like other planes. I think it was Uncharted Realms, I think it was was called, where it was uh, they had like a campaign setting, like a world for for like Zendikar and Innistrad and uh, Armanket. I think they did one for like Dominaria as well and Ixalan. So they they have they've done a sort of tie in on the D and D side, but they haven't really done it on the other side. I know we had like the Sword of Dungeons and Dragons from Unstable, like that was a thing, uh, and then there was the the bag of holding in Core Twenty Twenty is a bag from from Dungeons and Dragons, one of the the iconic items. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I, I mean, think it's it's something they could definitely explore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd I'd be less excited about that than Carl Time though. Yeah, I think I would be far less excited about that than I would Kaldheim, but I I think it would be it would be a good move for for the like Magic as a brand. I think it would be a very good marketing move. So combining those two worlds and getting getting people excited about that, drawing players in from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and I also think that it would allow for some like really cool creature types which we, we've never seen in Magic before. Like as far as I'm aware, like I don't think we have like like beholders aren't a creature in Magic. Correct. I think yeah. I think like seeing like beholders would be cool. You have like a legendary beholder. Uh, stuff like like a mind flare would be cool as well. Or even just like you kind of silly things like gelatinous cubes. Like that would be great. I would definitely love to play a gelatinous cube. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'd also love to play a mind flare. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I still want the snow things. <laughs> oh yeah, I, <laughs> the snow I, things are just cool. I love like Kaldheim is is hand down my favourite plane that we haven't visited yet that we know very little about uh, I I just love the idea of like the Viking plane uh, I know that Angraf may or may not have a link to the plane, I know it's somewhere that he, he showed Watley and 
was somewhere he was trying to planeswalk to. So it would be sick, like, if it turns out that, like, Kaldheim is his home plane, that would be awesome. Because more of the Cow Daddy is fantastic. Oh, God, please. <laughs> cow Daddy. What's wrong with you, man? You just say these things Nothing's wrong with me. Swear. It's entirely right. <laughs> and you know <laughs> it. The Cow Daddy. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing I've heard this week. Thank you. Thanks. It's Thank Magic's you. greatest you said- father figure. The cow daddy. Yeah. Oh. He I think he is just... Magic's greatest father figure as well, I think, to be honest. No, nah, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Uh, I'm sure I had something to say at this point, but you've ruined it. <laughs> Knocked out my goddamn head. <laughs> so yeah, Mark's San Diego Comic Con panel is, uh, is on Saturday. Uh, that is... Uh, it's going to be taking place at 6.30 to 7.30 whatever time that is there I'm not sure what time it's on the run in San Diego but I'm fairly certain it'll be like at least midnight here so I don't know I I don't know if it's something that I'm I'll stay up for but I'll certainly read about it on Sunday morning if I don't yeah I mean I'm not I'll just catch it when someone's like uploaded it somewhere else (laughs) when I when I message you at like five past midnight (laughs) (laughs) just like oh look they've announced call time and I'll be like oh cool I'm in bed (laughs) I mean to be honest it's quite it's quite nice to see that like they've managed to keep it a complete secret they haven't like there haven't been like any leaks like I know in like in the past we've had like set names and set artwork Mm -hmm. uh, both like from legitimate sources and leaked at this point and like yep. Ixalan, like it was like a, a week or two after the set name was announced, they like there was like the full the full rare sheet was leaked. Yeah, that was that was a pretty bad one. It was uh, it was pretty horrendous. But yeah, yeah. We, we've we've had nothing at all, like no like you know packaging survey sent to like stores with like artwork from the set, no, like no names, no like registered trademarks, nothing. So I think it's really really cool that they've managed to completely keep it under wraps. I feel like it's kind of sad to be praising a company for keeping this thing secret. <laughs> oh, they've not even messed it up once. Yeah, like, yeah that, that should kind of be run of the mill at this point, right? That should kind of be like how it works. Yeah, it should be expected that they don't mess. It. Anyway, yes, that is a good thing. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very happy about that too. Awesome, cool, awesome. Yeah, so I guess that's that's most of the news covered this week. Uh, I do believe that you, you do, you, you know, we can't go a week without a. A good old Sneal hot take. Oh yeah, I'm going to snatch the baton back. Yeah. Baton, baton, whatever. Um, <laughs> so this past weekend was uh, the SCG Open in Worcester? Yes. Massachusetts. Uh, Standard Open, which is the first week of the format, which has been really cool. It's like it's it's informed a lot of our discussion on um, week one Standard. Yep. It's been cool to see a lot of the new cards. Um, it was won by uh, Aaron Barrage, playing yep. Mono Red, which is very, very cool. Um good to see her getting some results um, and converting a top 8 but during the Swiss I believe it was her winning in yeah. um, for the top 8 she had a an experimental frenzy in play and cast a light, light at the stage from her hand Yes, which you are not allowed to do because experimental frenzy says you can't cast cards from your hand Yeah, right. so it was a game, If you can, you can watch the clip and you can go watch the um, watch the match if you want and I'm sure it'll be on YouTube soon enough when SCG put it up it's um, a game she wasn't particularly close to losing. I think it's fair yeah, to say. Pro- quite probably. The the light of the stage 
generally didn't matter. Um, I, I, I think it did. I think the it wasn't necessarily the, the light of the stage. It was the uh, the lightning strike that made the uh, the big deal. I think. Sure, sure. Um, but regardless, it's a mistake that was made, right? Yeah. Uh, on a relatively complicated board board state, at a winning in match that was on camera. Um, like, I think those are reasonable conditions for someone to have made a mistake yeah absolutely people, people make mistakes all the time people make mistakes playing magic all the time people make play, make mistakes at winning ends all the time people make mistakes on um coverage all the time you know just like putting all those things together sort of like it seems reasonable that someone would, would do something like that yeah um uh she also uh, as soon as soon as it was brought to her attention like immediately mentioned it on twitter and like talked about it and said like it wasn't my intention um and like it was just she she was she got ahead of herself, I think, yeah. um, and messed it up. And uh, like, I think it's it's reasonable to believe that there was no intent to cheat behind that. Yeah, it was a mistake that was genuinely made by people. Um, and obviously, certain facets of Magic Twitter and you know Reddit and the uh, Twitch chat were just being assholes about it. Yeah, consistently, like, and and suggesting that um, the tournament was stolen because. Um, she cheated earlier in the in the Swiss and then went on to win. But how how could the tournament be stolen when she didn't ID? <laughs> exactly, she she's she's still um, eligible for the play at forward planner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ID. Yeah, there's no theft. There's no theft. Um, it's just it's, it's also it's ridiculous. Like the, the thing has been reviewed by the head judge. Yeah, and the head judge, who I imagine has experience of magic tournaments before. And interacting with magic players and making rules uh, rulings on on a certain situation, um, they're probably better at deciding it than you, person who's watching it on Twitch, right? Like it's been handled, like this thing has been done. People are continuing to just like just be horrible, yeah, um, and suggest that she she doesn't deserve to win it. And I just think it's it's just people being nasty for the sake of being nasty and like forgetting that people are fallible and people can make mistakes and, and that it that there was no intent to cheat behind it. Genuinely, I, I, I like it's just a mistake that someone made. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Like watching the the clip myself, like you, you can, you can very well see that that's a big old crowded board state going on, mm-hmm. and you're in a high pressure situation, mm-hmm. and trying to keep track of like what's on the board, what's in your hand, what's in exile, and then also like not like trying to remember as well that you can't play cards from your hand on top of that yep. while trying to calculate how much you need to pump your your steam kin and how much damage you need to do with a lyra to yeah i i really don't think there was any any intention there at all no there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of plate spinning in that in that situation yep. of things to lose track of um it's also worth noting that like <laughs> the mistake she made is trying to play a magic card as it was printed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like what she's done is cast a light, a light of the stage, which is a legal action, right? Like it's it's forgetting line of text or another piece. It's not it's not like she's tried to cheat a card into play or like cast a card, or like you know, cast a sorcerer as an instant or something like that. Like it's it's tried to play a card as it, as it was intended to be to be played. Like yeah. it it's an easy mistake to make. It's a mistake that like, lots of people have made. It's a lot, it's a mistake that a lot of professional magic players have have made. Um, it just seems absurd that there's just this sort of gang of people who are just consistently willing to tear people down and it's 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 not I feel like it's not a coincidence that there's such vitriol when it's, it happens to be uh, like a, 
a woman that's won this tournament. Yeah. Or like a, a trans person that's won this tournament. Like it just seems to be that little extra edge of just people being asses. Um, I just, it's just, I, f- I feel like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable airing this podcast without mentioning that. <laughs> okay. Is, is, is the thing. Uh, it was also worth pointing out if you're not following uh, Todd Anderson on Twitter, you should definitely do that. Yeah, I agree. Because he's just spent the entire like of of uh, this afternoon just decimating people on Twitter <laughs> about this entire situation and just has like the best takes on these things, which is fantastic. It's just, it's it's just absurd. I, I don't. I don't understand why people need to be this angry and get this vocal about things. It's like it's just an honest mistake that a human being has made in a high-pressure situation. Yeah, I agree there definitely. I think my my only concern with with things like when stuff like this happens is like it's just one more one more sort of mark against paper magic versus digital magic. Like obviously mm-hmm. this isn't a mistake that you could make on Arena and yeah, my I mean Star City, City Games won't ever switch to arena tournaments because they make money buying something selling magic cards like they they're not going to go into you know digital tournaments but uh, i i do i do worry that it will drive with the coast to to push digital magic more so than than paper magic it's like it's just this this weird sort of idea that like i don't know these people that are sort of nobodies right i mean i mean like i'm a nobody but it's people that are nobodies that are like, oh, you should you should be punished for this thing that you did. It's like, <sighs> accidentally break, breaking the rules is not the same as cheating. Yeah, agreed. Like, and it, cheating requires intent. Like, and, and there are neither of those things. <sighs> like, you could you could make an argument that anyone's cheating at any point. Like, if you if you worked hard enough, it just happened to be on camera. I don't know. No, I'm fully with you on this one. I I, I don't think I don't think it was cheating at all. Um, I think it was yeah it was it was certainly a mistake um at the same time like the opponent didn't catch it as well like if the opponent caught it the, the, I'm sure the opponent would have called a judge over they would have you know done whatever the fix was for that situation yep. yeah, yeah I, exactly. think, I think like... I think just like on, on that alone like even the fact that the opponent didn't catch it kind of goes to goes to show what was happening in that situation like it was mm-hmm. it was very clearly a, a bit of a convoluted board state and both players were sort of more, more so sort of fixed on what was going to happen in the combat step than like what was actually happening with the the cards that were were being cast. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just this this entire like I don't know it's just white dudes being white dudes, right? So yeah, have you seen that that, um, that poll that that someone had put together and it was like, do you think you'd be able to take a point off Serena Williams? And twelve percent of men think thought that in a game of tennis they'd be able to take a point off Serena Williams. 12% of men <laughs> like the best one of the best tennis players in the entire world it's just that, that idea that like they just that these people back at home on the computers just think that they're better than everyone else they, like, yeah. they think they're no better than the head judge of this tournament like they think they're better than Serena Williams at tennis yeah <laughs> I think like, if I was to like receive a serve from Serena Williams it would probably like snap my wrist or something like, <laughs> <laughs> you'd just be dead yeah. <laughs> it's like oh there's a, there's a ball there oh no now, now it's hit me in the face yeah. like yeah, it's just these ridiculous people that are just like, oh, I know, I know better in this situation. I know better in this situation, and I'm very aware that I'm very guilty of that. But I feel like I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. Like, I might be like, oh, I know this situation better. Like, my my hot takes are very much informed by uh, evidence and data and like people's personal experiences of the situation, not just like yeah. this person should be banned because they cast light at the stage wrong. <sighs> like, it's just it's it's an it's an absurd thing. Magic players continue to disappoint me, <laughs> unsurprisingly again. Sure. So on that 
spicy hot note i think that's pretty much all we have time for this week do you want to get in touch and share your feelings on core 2020 core set 2020 whatever the name is like do you think it should have just been called m20 because it should have been right how do you feel about risen reef or elementals real uh, can you can you just not wait until standard rotates we finally finally get some some fresh some fresh cards Hit us up on social media. You can get us on Twitter. We are at HFDcast, facebook.com forward slash HFDcast. Uh, or you can catch us on Patreon. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Hour of Devastation. If you enjoy what you hear in this this weekly podcast we do and you want to give anything back, you can head there. Uh, tiers start from as little as, as $1, which is roughly $0.25 cents per episode. Anything we do get, we we just massively appreciate it. It goes straight back into this podcast. You can also get me on my own personal social media on Twitter. I am at Peach Garden Oaf. That's Oaf with an F. Or Facebook. I am just Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any magic group. Probably talking about reserveless cards. Probably telling someone to check magic card market before stating they can't find the price of how much this magic card is worth. Yeah, that that's 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 what my hot take should be. Just like. <laughs> It's not even a hot take. Yeah. It's just being a sensible person. I, I have looked on the internet and can't find a price for this card. Well, here's <laughs> Magic Card Market. It took me all of 12 seconds. It's so great. Every time I see a post, it's just like, hey, folks, I can't find a price for this uh, this rare card from the most recent set. Could anyone give me it? It's just you commenting. <laughs> just, it's like, just a link to magiccardmarket.com. <laughs> so good. Uh, they should, they should like, have me on commission or something. <laughs> they really should. Just be like, you know, this, like, you know, the, the most successful trading market in the entire of Europe. <laughs> have you checked there? <laughs> um, <laughs> you, can, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's been very little of, of, of good content on there, but I'm a nice person. Yeah, you can speak agreed. to me. Agreed. That'd, that'd be a good time. That's the only place you can find me. <laughs> awesome. At least don't look for me anywhere else. <laughs> so once again, that is all we have time for this, this week. The Godfarer has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation. Devastation.